I'm Jack Alvino with the Newport Harbor Beacon Podcast, and today we're going to be interviewing Mr. Bolton. How's your day going, Mr. Bolton? It's going really well. The eve of Thanksgiving here. Exactly. Almost almost out for school. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, today we're going to just be interviewing you about like your career, sort of, and like personal yeah. experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Just to get like some good information for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, our first question today is going to be, why did you want to become a principal? So I, I had a, a, a very interesting childhood in the sense that I was, I was born in Hong Kong. I moved to America, California when I was eight years old. Um, when I was 12 years old, my parents went through a divorce. I had a sister that passed away. There were a lot of complications within my upbringing. By the time I was a junior in high school, I was struggling. And I, my high school golf coach is the one that really took me under the, his wing. He was a teacher at the high school I went to. And then he, I graduated. And then when I played junior college golf at OCC, I had a coach that helped me tremendously get a golf scholarship. And then when I went to a four-year school and a golf scholarship, the golf coach there um, literally two days after my last tournament of my senior year offered me a graduate assistant position within the athletic department where I got my teaching credential and my master's degree. I actually taught my last year of graduate school as a graduate assistant. And the through line is, is I had three educators in education-based athletic environment give me opportunities and really help me along the way and I feel like I need to pay it forward now. That's really cool, yeah. That's dope. That's awesome. Yeah. Was there any reason why you chose Newport Harbor specifically or was it just your assignment? No, here? so that, that's a great question because I literally live a mile away yeah. and my kids go here. I have two children, my wife and I have two children that are juniors here, twins, and I was the principal of Laguna Hills High School and I loved it. And this opened up and the superintendent at the time, Dr. Navarro and I talked, and my wife was really the one who told me like, if you're gonna work this hard, you might as well work hard in your own community and make your own children's school that much better. So that's, and I've always, I mean, this is like my dream job in a lot of ways. It, it, it really is. With the history here, the, the teaching staff, the students, the community, it's just really a dream school. That's super awesome. That's and it's yeah. perfect that you're like kids go here and everything and you yeah. live so close. Yeah, it is. Must be nice living close to work. It is. This this is a more like kind of specific question, yeah. so you can go about this in like a storytelling manner. Yeah. What have been like some of the top five most interesting things that have happened during your time at Newport Harbor? So, um, that's a great question because if I had to if I had to rank them, I think that um, you know, first of all, just really m shifting the paradigm in a lot of ways. I think every department has undergone change, and I think as a whole, that's very interesting. Walking the staff through curriculum changes, staffing changes, introducing new courses really beefing up the career technical education pathways and championing making that non-traditional career college path appealing to students um, you know in this community it's really the pressure to go to a four-year school i think is too much i think the pressure to go to usc stanford ucla is too much 
is to look at alternatives, alternative colleges and universities out of state, no-name colleges and universities, community college, career technical education paths in the military, and really making that a priority. Yeah. I think that as a whole is one of the highlights when I look back on my, my 11 years here. The second thing is really all the political, social, and racial issues that we've, we've had here. I think every issue that we've had is an opportunity to get better as a school. You know, we, in the last election, well, not the last election, but the election of 2015, we had a lot of ugly political and racial incidences here on both sides. And I think that we grew from that and we became better. Mr. Goodman started the Inclusion Council. Our teachers really were keenly aware of how students interacted with one another, how they talked to one another. And then, of course, our swastika backyard incident where our students, you know, in a red, with red solo cups made a swastika yeah. and did the Heil Hitler salute. That really shocked, I think, not only the staff here, but also the community that where, where are we as a, as a society, as a community, as a school? And that really helped us. And we still have issues. I mean, but I think we're able to, we have the capacity now to deal with these issues, to have the harder conversations with students and parents and have harder conversations amongst our staff about issues that we face. I mean, today you just look at the, the Israel's war with terrorism and Hamas, and you look at the Ukrainian war, and you look at domestically, we're so politically, socially split. Yeah. We still have us racial issues, and how do, we, how do we face them? How do we have conversations about them, and how do we grow from them and make the country better and our community and schools better? Um, that would be two. I think three is, is our new superintendent and assistant superintendent, Dr. Wes Smith and Dr. Carrie Torres have just been phenomenal. Um, I've worked for a number of superintendents and I've worked for a number of assistant superintendents and they are so honest and so truthful and so brave with their leadership. It's, it's made me a better principal. And, you know, before them, it, it was, it was I, I just, there were a lot of philosophical, I think, divides. There were a lot of smaller issues that I didn't see eye to eye with, or I didn't, the, the work style was just wasn't there. And I report to them directly. I report to a lot of people, but I report to them directly. And it's just refreshing to have such an open, honest convert relationship, professional relationship with them where we can really deal with the, the issues and meet the needs of students and teachers. I, I'm a big believer that you've got to meet the needs of teachers first because they meet the needs of students. Exactly. You know, so if they're in a good place, the students will be in a good place. Uh, four, I think just all the athletic achievements here, um, you know, obviously Battle of the Bay this year, winning in football was, was a highlight, all the CIF championships, just watching our kids compete. And then five is just the drama, music, choir, and dance. I, I just watching that that those programs grow has been a tremendous joy so awesome so those yeah. are five there's some five good ones those yeah. are really solid ones there yeah. yeah those are some good rankings um what jobs did you have before becoming a principal so i was a uh, english teacher at ensign back in the late 90s early 2000s and then i've been a high school administrator since 2003 i 
I started teaching in Springfield, Missouri. I, I taught in Los Angeles Unified School District, and then I taught at Ensign, and then my first administrative job was at Estancia. And then I moved to Laguna Hills High School out, outside of Newport Mesa for seven years. I was a principal of Laguna Hills High School, and then I came back here. But I've done, you know, I've been a waiter, I've been a busboy, I've been a caddy, I've worked at golf courses. Um, my first job was at Carl's Jr. And I just think those service jobs teach you how to deal with people. They definitely do, yeah. You know? It like really helps you learn how to deal with like the good people and the yes, bad people. The difficult people. The difficult people. <laughs> those are the, always the most interesting oh, stories. Absolutely. I feel like. Yeah. Um, interesting question. I don't know if you touched on this already. I yeah. can't recall, but what college did you go to? And yeah. Well, I know what you majored in there. You yeah, that. so I've, I've gone to several colleges and, and I've been fortunate enough to experience different ones. I, I went to Orange Coast College first. I went there for three years. I worked my way through it. I, um, you know, I really struggled in high school and that's something I, I really want students to know is that yeah. I wasn't, it just really, I struggled because of family dynamics, because of friend dynamics. But I made it, and I, I spent three years at OCC, and I really spent a year just dis rediscovering the joy of learning, and then my last two years at OCC were just phenomenal. Um, I had great classes, and things just started really clicking for me there. And then I finished my graduate, or my undergraduate degree at Drury University in Springfield, Missouri, where I got a golf scholarship, and then I got a master's degree from Drury, too. But my second master's degree is from Cal State Fullerton, and then I have a doctor's degree from Grand Canyon University. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. And that's cool that you want students to know that you struggled in high school so that, like, yes. you can relate to them and Absolutely. everything and, like, help them through their times. Yes. Awesome. Well, our next question will be... This is just kind of like more a personal one that yeah. you asked about your job. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were six years old? Just a curiosity, just because it's like an interesting question. Yeah, and that's a great question. I always thought I was going to be a pilot, and I still, you know, I, I, I have my boating license. I, I just, I love the air, the sea, and I thought I was going to be a commercial airline pilot. That's really cool. That is really dope dream. That's yeah. awesome. And it's always interesting to hear what, like, people wanted to be when they were six years old, because, like, it's always an interesting answer because I feel like you rarely ever end up there. Yes. And it's not like it's a bad thing, but like, it's just like, it's interesting to hear. Yeah. It's a good thing to know about yeah. people. Um, what are your career goals past being a principal, if you have any? I would like to be a superintendent one day, um, but I'm not in any rush to get there. You're like happy where you are right yeah. now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super great. Um, what was your impression of Harvard before working here? Um, I always knew it was a marquee school. Um, it was it was pretty wild when I got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard from some people that it was like crazy when you first arrived. Like, yeah, yeah it was. There were a lot chaos. of things that that were in place, and but it, you know, part of the joy of it was putting pieces of it back together that needed to be put back together. I really enjoyed that aspect of the journey, but I, I, you know, the history here, the just the programs, the the teaching staff, just incredible. Um, and again, like the co-curriculars, the drama, music, choir, dance, and then the sports, 
always top notch and but the first couple years here was like you know backpacking through the Amazon jungle. It was just a wild adventure, one just, twist and turn after another. Yeah, just pure chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, has how has Harvard changed in your time here? Like both your changes and just like the changes of the school itself. Yeah. Um. You know, I I think that that we you know, you're you're always you're never going to arrive and there's always going it's never going to be perfect um, but i just think that we you know the pandemic we're slowly piecing back together a lot of what was lost and you know i think it, with the co-curricular pieces with athletics and the performing arts we we have pieced a lot back together i think with the with the instructional pieces we still have certain because in the pandemic it was just like the wild west it's just making sure that people are following like pacing guides and being somewhat on the same page and having aligned assessments and especially in the core i think our teachers want that and in some departments it exists it's just how do we get there and that's the challenge currently where when i first got here the school was really aligned in a lot of different areas curriculum wise um, I think that you know the, the it's like as far as like the students and our enrollment and I just think it's always kind of maintained the same standard of, of enrollment and of excellence of expectations and that's what's really cool that is really cool yeah um, our second to last question will be: yeah. What sports did you play in high school? Uh, golf. Golf. I just you said. played golf. Yeah. Just golf. Yeah. What's, how'd you like it? I loved it. I, I loved it. Um, I wish I would have played other sports in high school, but I didn't. And um, but it got me through college. <laughs> that is fair. You got the scholarship from that's it. Right. That's that's really cool though that you got a scholarship from golf. Like yeah. that's pretty hard. Yeah, like. it was that's cool. Really difficult. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any like final messages you want to leave the uh, Newport Harbor students with? You know, I, I just think that when you graduate from here, you really have the three, you know, greatest gifts that any human being can have. You have your youth, your future, and your education, and to not throw it away and realize that you are worth it and here it's just like a little practice run of life and life's a marathon and just remember that you know you're loved and this is always going to be your safe harbor and your beacon of hope and don't throw away your three greatest gifts it's a really great final message well it's been a pleasure mr pleasure. thank you so much thank you